Welcome to Processing Purpose, a business and lifestyle podcast committed to having honest conversations about the stuff in our lives that is often suppressed, ignored, or overlooked. We are two brothers from very different backgrounds, but with one common goal. From entrepreneurship to relationships, from hobbies to house projects, nothing is off limits as we process becoming the best version of ourselves in business and life. Okay. Cool. So here we are. We're back. Episode two, right? Numero dos. It only took us, what, six weeks? Yeah, but I was thinking about that, and I actually uh, feel like it's tried and true to what we talked about at the beginning. We don't know how this is going to go. This could go, (laughs) this could be every day. This could be every, I mean, we'll get into a flow for sure. Obviously, we're in the holidays as well, so there's a lot going on, and you've been deathly ill for the last 10 days. My whole family's been just wiped out. Yeah. But you yeah. guys got sick too, though. We did, and there's a lot of there's a lot of variants going around. So I don't know what exactly we got, what you got, what everybody else is getting. But it has not been fun. I mean, from colds to flus, everything in between. This time of year just sucks for that reason. But yeah, it is pretty outside. But you're right in that. You know, we kind of set about this whole thing with an idea, and we didn't try and get our ducks in a row first. We didn't try right. and like. Well, let's wait till after the holidays so that we can be consistent. It's like, no, let's just go. Yeah. And let's see what happens. And yeah. and really that's kind of the way it works. That's life in general. And you have to be really careful to not I don't know if this is super relevant right now, but you just got to stay as I'm an emotional guy, we all know that, you know that, but you got to stay as uh, grounded and as neutral as you can through all of these ups and downs as best you can. Here's because, a question for you. Yeah. And this is kind of, it's not really on topic for today. And we'll talk about that in a second, but is there such a thing as getting your ducks in a row? Uh, perceptively. Yes. Uh, in actuality and in, in reality. Um, no. no, I, but, but so we, we actually had this conversation. I'm you're a part of a mastermind group. I'm a part of a mastermind group. And we talked about the element of luck uh, and how mm. much it has to play into a lot of success, no matter what it is. Um, but hard work begets luck. Yeah, I think that's the important thing to learn and, and just keep in mind as you start, create, grow, all of those things. Luck uh, takes hard work. Yeah, I think I think there's this misnomer. I don't know if that's the right word, but there's this kind of this idea that there's going to be a perfect time, <laughs> yeah, right? Like no. I'll get started on this, but you know, I got to get a few things ironed out. You know, I got to make sure that, you know, uh, we're past this point or okay, we got birthday, all the birthdays next month or whatever it is. And we think we're going to get to a place where now's the perfect time to get started, right? Yeah. My ducks are in a row, right? In reality, that just, it doesn't exist. Like, it's the same as saying, I'll start tomorrow. Wouldn't you argue too, that that's why the why is more important than the what? Mm. Yeah. Because the what's always going to change. Even if you think you have it all figured out and mapped out and planned out your, that fate, that's a faded line. Meaning like your five year plan can shift and change in so many different directions. And your why can always stay consistent. It, it the why can be your anchor, which kind of brings us <clears throat> to the topic of today, which 
as we talked about what do we want to talk about episode two, I was like, well, we should probably record the episode that we should have recorded first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and essentially, yeah, maybe, right? <clears throat> and and essentially it's, is entrepreneurship right for me? Or or will I make a good entrepreneur? Yeah. Right? It kind of the, it's the self-discovery of, can I do this? Right. Because it's not for everybody. It really isn't. Um, some people make great employees and that's their lane. Yeah. And that's, it's. And we need it. it. We do. It's not right or wrong. It's just, that's where you're at, which is great. Yeah. I guess that's a good, that's a better question. Like, how do you know you're an entrepreneur? Maybe well, that's the question. How, how do you identify that? Well, I think part of it is, well, I think we're going to talk about that. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, that's, that's really where we're going to go today is yep. how do we define it? what makes a good person, uh, not a good person, a good entrepreneur. Um, and yeah, the, the other question would take years to unfold. <laughs> what, <laughs> what makes a good person? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't, that's a different podcast. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that. Yeah. Today. That's a Tony Robbins. Go talk to him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's multiple levels of things. And I have a few, a few points that I've, that I've made note of here that, that I think, um, has set me up for success and, what kind of attitudes you kind of have to have to, to be successful. But the reason why those two dots connected for me with what we were just talking about, and that is getting your ducks in a row and will I make a good entrepreneur? Is there some sort of inherent it's go time. Sure. That is, that is built into an entrepreneur's kind of baseline. Um, I've heard it said in another, um, there's a, a great book out there called uh, Extreme Ownership by sure. uh, Jocko Willenick and Leif Babin. And were they it, military guys? Yeah, yeah, they were both uh, SEALs. Yeah, and, small accomplishment. Yeah, by the way. right. <laughs> um, and they have a, a, an, a, I don't know what you would want to call it, but a state that they call default aggressive. Okay. And it's just this, wherever your default is moving forward. I call it grit. That's I, sure. there's just internal grit that you've had since you were a kid. Like you just have it. Yeah, and there's an element of it that's just like, well, let's see what happens. Let's push this forward mm -hmm. and see what happens. And we're not waiting for the right time and the ideal moment. And and you also have to be able to experience enough life that you realize that doesn't actually happen. Right. But you're moving things forward, and and you'll realize, well, that wasn't the most opportune time. I've heard it said this way. When's the best time to start a business? Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally thinking that too. Yeah. I was like, uh, I wish I would have started one. When's the years second best ago. time? Today. Right now. Yeah. And you kind of have to have that mentality. Yeah. That it's, well, I don't know. I don't, you, let's go see, what, let's go make a mess. Yeah. And yet you have to have some stomach for risk, right? Even if it's calculated. Mm hmm. You have to have the ability. I think that stops a lot of people from becoming entrepreneurs because they're like a, a good example is my brother. In my opinion, one of the most socially talented people, and he's one of the most uh, approachable, um, attractive. You're just attracted to, to being around him. Um, but he has no tolerance for risk. We've had many conversations around that. He values security more than anything in the world. Um, and for better or worse, that's him, right? That's, yeah. that's just who he is and who he's going to be. And that's not right or wrong. It's, it's just who he is. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's an element of risk there too. I think that you have to maybe not thirst for, but be able to 
to take it. And I think risk, it's a bit relative. Sure. Because I, from, my, from an entrepreneur's perspective, it's risky to put my family's financial well-being in the hands of somebody else. Amen. Right? So, but it's, it's, it's just, it's a different lens for risk. Right. Is all it is. And it's, being an entrepreneur isn't about taking risk. Really, I think it's about mitigating risk. Yeah, in, in not allowing somebody to determine what your time is worth. Yeah. That's how, risky to me. How much action can I take with the least amount of risk? Not how much risk can I take? Yeah, that's, that, yeah, I would, that's a great perspective. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this kind of brings to my, my thought for the first section here. And that is, are entrepreneurs nurtured or natured? Ooh, God, that's always a good question around anything, nature versus nurture. For me, it's both. Okay. For me, it's both. I would say for me, it's 80-20. Of course, that's, that's I'm, I love the, I forget the actual name of that principle. Pareto. Pareto principle, thank you, the 80-20, um, which essentially says uh, 80, 80%, or sorry, 20% of input creates 80% of output. And for me, it's 80, 20, because 80% of me has always been entrepreneurial. Um, from when I was a kid setting up lemons, lemonade stands on my own, actually wanting to do that rather than ride bikes kind of a thing. I just kind of knew that there was something, there was a little hustle inside of me that just yeah. loved transactions. I love transactions, interactions. Uh, there was just something inside of me that just knew that that was who I was supposed to be, but 20% nurtured because I did not grow up in that environment. Um, I grew up in a non-risk-taking environment, um, a non-entrepreneurial environment, very much a nine-to-five, save your, your money, uh, be extremely conservative financially. Um, and I don't blame my dad and parents for doing that. Sure. I think it was a, a very comfortable, safe, secure way to grow up as a kid, and I'm forever grateful for that. So it, I had to be around other people that had that same mindset to recognize and identify myself uh, as the same, right? Starting to go, wait a second, that that actually resonates with my own common sense too. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. And it actually, to be quite honest with you, it was a bit of a struggle identity wise because I think for a lot of us, we follow in our parents' footsteps, right? We we kind of achieve what they achieve. Uh, if your parents were doctors, you'll be doctors. Yeah, you right. Know, or even like just financial <laughs> success in general, right? Yeah. If your parents uh, have reached a level of success where they own a home and a couple cars, I, I would say if you look at most people, they typically follow in those same footsteps. Um, I didn't want that for my life. I wanted not just more material things, for sure, by all means. I l don't... <laughs> I'm going to jump in here and just rabbit trail for a second. Don't let anybody tell you that material wants and things cannot bring you joy and happiness. They absolutely can to a degree. I think you get to a certain level and it stops filling that bucket, but I'm absolutely loving every second of that. So I knew I wanted more of that for yeah. my life. And more than that, I think it, it wasn't even material. It was more like, I just didn't want limits on my life. I didn't want this idea that I was just going to be put in a box and you're just going to be this person this way the rest of your life. I just thought, I want the freedom again. That's my value. That's my number one value. You hear me talk about that a lot. I want more freedom in my life. I want the freedom to go out and explore and create and do and, and experience the world. And of course, we know that um, we need finances to make those things happen. And so I just saw so many different entrepreneurs 
maybe they failed, you know, throughout their life yeah. and throughout their tenure, but I just saw them really fulfilled. Mm. And for me, that made more sense than anything else. Yeah. If you guys heard that, the recording in progress in the background, it's just things not going the way you <laughs> planned, right? Like I, we started it and I thought I hit record on my, my camera and I was like, now here he is. Say hi. Yeah. Hey, now you're seeing my face for the first time. I think that happened last time. Yeah, oh, geez. That's all right. We'll get it figured out eventually. By yeah. like episode 37, we'll have it dialed in. And we're not going to claim to be AV experts either. So <clears throat> No, we're not. <laughs> we're just wing nuts. Yep. Um, so for me, and I, I love everything that you said there. I, I, it's not binary. In other words, it's not like entrepreneurship, yes, is nature versus nurture. No, yeah. I think it's the components that make a good entrepreneur can be nature versus nurture. Right. And the way you deploy those has to do with experience. Yeah. How, how have I interacted with the jobs, with my neighbors? And conditioning maybe too. Yeah. Like yeah. have I seen, do I have examples of people crushing it in the corporate world? Sure. You know, whether that's a parent, an uncle, you know, whatever it might be, a neighbor. And it's like, yeah, gosh, they're in finance. They work on Wall Street. They make a million dollars a year. I want that. And so you find yourself going that way. And maybe you have a, a you know, a, again, a, a neighbor, a parent, a, a, an uncle that's a wealthy business owner. And I say wealthy in both situations because I feel like Typically, that's kind of like the tip of the iceberg that sure. causes people to choose one direction or the other. I think the other one is freedom, mm -hmm. you know, control of time and, and what we do and how we deploy it. Um, or power, but that's another conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think most people do entrepreneurship for power. Maybe politics, but. <clears throat> um, Donald Trump? <laughs> let's not go there. Are, are you sure? Let's not go there. Are you sure? Um, but I think that the components that make up that person, the character traits, strengths, weaknesses, make up, you know, would they make a good entrepreneur and would they not? And so one of the things that I wanted to do here is like, what are some of those, if we think of it in terms of, of switches, right? Like, this is a good entrepreneur trait. This is a good entrepreneur trait. This is a good entrepreneur. Eh, if you're this one, maybe not, right? Right. Um, and so I wanted to think through a couple of things for me that that I think were key in, in, in helping me get to a place where I'm like, yeah, entrepreneurship fits the way I operate, where my brain works, the way I view the world, the way I look at risk. We talked about that one. And so I made an, kind of an off-the-cuff comment in our first episode um, that could be viewed by some as derogatory. And as I went back and reviewed it, I went, oh, I, I gave that moment a little less, it was kind of flippant. And it had to do with network marketing. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I, I gave it just kind of like a, you know, selling the next greatest thing. But reality, I, sp I spent uh, a fair bit of time in network marketing. M my parents have built an incredibly successful network marketing business. And, and speaking of nature versus nurture, one could argue they were nurtured into entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. Po possibly. They were not entrepreneurs no. before they got into network marketing. No, my, my dad... Uh, went to school for, for forestry because he wanted to be out in the woods and wanted to have peace and quiet and, you know, his own piece of land and ended up leading an organization of thousands and thousands of people 
you know, down the line. And so it was very much, but again, that was, that was the experiential, right? He had right. some of the components that made it work, had an experience that changes his perspective and went, oh, this applies over here and I could go this direction. Do you think it's possible to say that good leadership qualities could make the difference for a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, nature-based entrepreneur, I guess, for somebody that feels like, well, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I have that grit he's talking about, or I don't feel like I have maybe those, those intrinsic uh, uh, qualities about myself, but like your dad may have argued, right? When he was a ranger, he didn't want to be around a lot of people. He was out in the woods. He loved being out in the forest and all that kind of stuff, but he conditioned himself to learn how to be that person he wanted to become. So the question really is, is can someone learn to be an entrepreneur? Yes. Wow. That, 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 that opens it, a lot of doors for yeah, a lot of people. I, I really think it can. And, <clears throat> but you're going to have to intentionally pursue it. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because if, if you haven't been uh, natured, you know, to stay on that, that conversation, if you haven't been brought up in an environment that has cultivated that experience, you're going to have to go after this with a, well, then I'm going to become what I need to become to be that person. Right. Very much like you would like, I want to be a doctor. Right. And so I'm going to go commit eight years right to becoming that person it's kind of similar and so i had three three key components for me yeah. that really created my entrepreneur environment one was the network marketing piece yep. one my parents but two me getting out there trying to sell myself sell my concept mm -hmm. recruit people get them to believe in themselves like those are very key components to being able to was that natural or conditioned it was well, conditioned okay. I, I don't think that that's natural. And, and even, and the reason why I probably give a little bit more of a flippant comment to network marketing is it, it doesn't really fit the way I would choose to pursue entrepreneurship on a day-to-day -day basis for me. Oh, sure. Yeah. But it, it helped hone the components right. of what I needed to be a great entrepreneur. And wouldn't you say most of that was building confidence? Like there's, there's a piece of confidence and entrepreneurship that have to start to fit together to build that thing up. It yeah. does. And you those have experiences to give you that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So network marketing was, was huge. It teaches taught me the, the components of it. The second piece though is sales. Yeah. Sales. If you don't have a sales bent, really, I'm not sure that you can be the entrepreneur. Now you can be, a co-founder or a component of, of an entrepreneurship or a business environment, but someone's going to have to sell. Well, let me, let me quickly just ask our, our listeners here a question. What is, what, what do you think of when I, when we say salesperson or yeah. salesman or saleswoman, what do you think of? My guess is the first thought that came to your head was a semi greasy, plaid pant wearing gr uh, grimy car salesperson on a used car lot under a couple flags wanting you to buy a car from them. Yeah. My guess is you pictured that person. But the truth is we are all in sales. Yeah. Every single one of us are negotiating on a daily basis without even knowing it. So you are a salesperson whether you know it or not. Absolutely. Are you married? <laughs> or, or, or are you yeah. dating somebody? Yep. Yeah. You sold yours. Do you have a job? <laughs> yeah. You sold yourself to the to right. the the boss. That's right. 
So I, I think we need to, to redefine, like you just said, yeah. what sales is. Right. Sales is essentially, have you convinced somebody to go to a good movie? Persuasion at its, it's finest. It's persuasion. Yeah. That's all it is. It's not manipulation. No. It's persuasion. Very different. No. And I think people think that sales is manipulation because we've all experienced that. Of course. Yeah. And so there's an element of it that, you, I mean, just like everything, there's a good side and there's a bad side. Right. Right. There's a strength and there's a not. Right. So, <laughs> um, but I think sales for me, I, um, sales was a part of network marketing, obviously, you know, whether you're selling the, the concept or whether you're selling a product, but I also spent, um, a fair bit of time, a fair bit. That's really not fair. It was a short window, but I spent some time as a sales manager for a dot com, um, which was also very helpful. It was super helpful. I, you know, I yeah. managed 30, 35 people in a boiler room and they were really easy. All salespeople do not bring any drama. They're really straightforward They're people. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> sales, managing salespeople is just tough. It is tough. It, it is tough. Yep. But they're executors, right? Good salespeople know how to get the job done and they may come with a lot, but if you're that, anyway, I guess we're wrapping it up in a bow and saying, listen, you, you can also learn how to do sales as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sales, sales is absolutely. Now, some people are, are bent that way, mm -hmm. but you can learn it. Yeah. You just have to want to. Right. And I think that's kind of the, the last, I wrote three things down. It was network marketing sales. And really the last thing is a commitment or the observation that self-improvement right. is a part of this game. Every period, single period, day period. It is probably the most important aspect actually of entrepreneurship. If you're not working on yourself and I've been in this deep, dark hole, you'll, you'll fall in it. And it can get very lonely and very confusing and all those things very quickly. And that might scare some of you. That might have you guys go, whoa, whoa, whoa. But an entrepreneur is somebody that, that loves progress, right? That, that wants to grow and wants to see things through. And the only way to do that is to continually improve yourself. That's it. Uh, a question for you. What, what role has continued self-improvement played in your evolution? through this process? Like how, how have you committed to it? What does that look like to you? What is self-improvement for me in this season? I'll just speak for this season in this season. It's, it's being around the right people. It really is. Uh, I am, uh, pretty easily influenced. And when I'm around the right influences, uh, I, I make really cool things happen when I'm around the wrong influences. Like any of us, we start to become complacent or, make excuses, things like that. Um, so it's really just staying around the right people right now. Um, just feeding that, that positivity. Uh, I'm going to butcher this story and I apologize if I do so, but I think it's really important to share. One of my favorite, um, philosophies really is an old native American story where a young boy, um, uh, or sorry, a grandfather, uh, tells a young boy about a war going inside all of us between a blue wolf and a red wolf. Um, and he said the red wolf, uh, is, Envy, spite, anger, fear, all of those negativity, negative things. Uh, the blue wolf is the opposite. Happiness, fulfillment, joy, satisfaction, kindness, those things. And so the little boy looks at his grandfather and he said, well, which wolf wins the battle? And he said, well, that's an easy answer, grandson. The one you feed. Yeah. And so, again, I think um, for me, it's about uh, success right now and improvement right now is just about... Uh, being around the right, around the right people mm. and feeding that wolf. Mm. 
I think for me, self-improvement equals effort for growth. Sure. Okay. So (laughs) for you, that's defined in this season as association. And I don't think that association... I think the power of association is grossly misunderstood. Mm. I think while you may have an awareness and a focus on it right now, it should be one of those things that never exits our awareness. Sure. Who we spend time with. I've heard it said that your your existence, and I'm not sure I'm necessarily saying that right, but if you if you looked at the components that make up your existence, your your political beliefs, your uh, economic, socioeconomic level of experience, um, your, um, the, the, the number of friends you have, you know, your religious environment is an average of the five people that you spend time with. And let me make clear too, that these are not folks that you love and love you and are going to pat you on the back and, and, you know, pet your ego every time you want it. These are also people that are going to challenge you and are going to confront you on things that are not helping you and not helping your family and not a part of your vision. Um, so it's a bit of both, right? You, 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 you be careful with that. It's really easy to, to surround yourself with comfortable people. Um, nothing wrong with, with being around people that support you and love you. Um, but you need people that are going to challenge you and question you when you're not stepping up to do the things you said you're going to do. I mean, a, a case in point for me is probably th- somewhere between three and five years ago, I had a really close friend in a mastermind look at me and say, you're the most prideful person I know. Mm. Not easy to hear, by the way. That's maybe one of the biggest punches in the face and the gut you can get. But how'd you respond to that? I was devastated. Mm. I probably couldn't have heard it from anybody else. Mm. But I I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Like, Did I, you feel like you needed to hear that in that moment or maybe not? <laughs> well, it, it wasn't so much. It it was more, it was, it was a deer in headlights moment. Sure. Like, it was just like, whoa, the most, not, hey, you have a pride issue. <laughs> You're the most prideful person I know. Right. And this is a person that knows a lot of people. And it's like, damn, really? Yeah. Of all the people that you know, I, okay. And it, and it forced me to look inward and go, mm. what am I doing that comes off that way? Or what am I not doing? But what, what, what components make up? Or give someone the latitude that feels that they can make that comment. Like, who am I? How am I being perceived? How am I representing myself to the world? And it, it made me really go, okay, I got to rethink me. Sure. Like, it was almost, and this is going to sound extreme, it was almost a, a Luke reboot. Did, do you feel like that propelled you forward as an entrepreneur? Or do you feel like that kind of had you sit in a season for a minute there and maybe even slow down and take a step back for a second. Well, the end result was huge propelling forward. Yeah. But the short view, the short term view of it was uh, a bit 
of like, well, let's pause. Right. You know, let's, <clears throat> let's reflect and let's figure out, you know, where, where's that coming from? And, right. and what do I need? What do I need to work on so that I'm not coming across? Cause I never, I never viewed myself as prideful. Sure. But obviously everybody else was. And so that was a huge reality check. So surrounding yourself with people and, and here's the thing, you know, this can be neighbors, people at your church. This can be, you know, uh, friends of your kids, right? Your kids and their parents because you see them at the sporting events. This is like, this has to do with relationship of hours. How much time you're spending in the presence of somebody else. Right. Association and that average of the people that you spend the most time with, not the people that you're closest with, not the ones that you'd say that you're your, they're your best friends. Where are you actually investing hours of the day with? Yeah. And I'd venture to say, and, and even though I'm super intentional in this, I know that I can even do better. Right. I'd venture to say of your five closest friends, probably four of them should get upgraded. It's hard. It's hard to admit that, but I think if all of us took a hard look, we have some people really close to us and around us that we do not have good boundaries with that are that are bringing us down. But I would also say, I'll just speak for myself personally. A big part of my fulfillment comes from the one hand up, one hand down posture, right? So, meaning, by all means, definitely help people along the way. If actually, if if Giving back is not a part of your why. Uh, you need to redefine your why. Just find a new way to redefine your why. It has to be in part giving back to the community, giving back to something somehow, some way. Um, yeah. So I'd say, yeah. Yeah. It's not cutting these people out. Right. Okay. And I want to be super clear. I mean, I, and we haven't gotten into this and maybe we will at some point, you know, where, where faith and spirituality kind of resides in our own, our own belief systems. But if yeah. we can look at some of the most influential people in the scope of history, let's look at Jesus. Jesus was all about spending time with the disenfranchised. Right. Okay. Now, if you want to look at it in percentage of the amount of time that he spent with one versus the other, though. He probably spent a whole lot more time with the 12 that he surrounded himself with than yeah. the broken. Correct. And that but, was very intentional. But he never avoided the broken. Right. And so I'm not saying, you know, don't love on your neighbor and don't be there for the person at church and, and don't. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying when it's Saturday afternoon and you have a barbecue. Who are you spending that three hours with? Right. Influence and association, two different things. And and association can come in different levels. So sure. if you're like, look, I don't know those people. Great. Then you need to be burying your face in a book. Yeah. Because association comes through. You're associating with that author when you're reading that book or when you're listening to that podcast. Right. That's association. It's input, it's, it's the thoughts, it's the experiences, it's the views of the way they view the world and politics and, and, and everything else around it. Association is input, not just the people that we're spending the time with, although that's what cons consists of most people's association because they're not actually reading books. Right, right, right. But you can, 
you can manufacture this, I guess is what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. It's not a matter of like, hey, you just need to go and, you know, trade in your friends and, and upgrade. Okay. Maybe. Which is actually not, it's not a simple thing to do either, right? You no. have to, yeah, just go, you don't walk up and in adulthood, you know, hey, do you want to be my friend? It was cool when you were like three on the playground, but not as easy these days. Yeah. And so there, there's a lot that goes into all that. Um, just be mindful of it. I think super really, mindful of it is, yeah. is really all that, that that comes down. And, you, and how you know immediately is, does it fill you up or does it tear you down? Yeah. And you're going to know. Did you walk away from, are you walking away from those conversations feeling like, oh my gosh, like this makes sense to me. I'm juiced up and inspired. Yes. Or are you walking away going like, did he just ask me for another loan? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Or, or gosh, else. that was exhausting. He complained about the political candidate for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, that went nowhere. I didn't learn that or wasn't grow helpful. Or yeah. I'm smoked. Yeah. I'm annoyed because we don't see eye to eye or right. whatever. And it's just not helpful. So let's get back to the question. What if I'm I'm a listener, Luke and Gavin, great. You said a lot of things that sounded cool. <clears throat> if I'm gonna check the boxes, if I if I wanna know what Internally, am I an entrepreneur? Am yeah. I somebody that can yeah. start something, make it happen, and and you know, move toward a lifestyle I'm excited about? What are those things again? We talked about grit. Grit is one of them. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like that's an intangible. That's a characteristic that that may be able to be learned, but you have to have it. Yeah. You just have to have it, and you know you have it because you're a person that just gets stuff done. Yeah, left and right, you're looking around. Everyone else feels lazy around you. You have grit. Yeah. If everybody around you looks lazy, you have grit. I yeah. would say. Um, you have to. What else? What else? I think that have? I have two other things on on okay. my list here, and and I I think of them as kind of attitudes. The next one for me is growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Okay. Expand okay. on that a little bit. So a growth mindset is things can be changed and improved and expanded. Okay. A fixed mindset is, well, that's the way it's always been, so that's the way it is. Okay. Now that has to do with yourself. Right. The way you're viewing yourself. My dad, I love the way my, my dad says things, says this. He says, the things that will hold you back in life are not the things that you think you are. It's the things that you think you're not. Ooh. Oh, I'm not a salesperson. Well, I'm not this. Right. I'm not that. Right. And as long as that's the place that you live from, you're right. In fact, I, I was playing uh, Donkey Kong with with, well, with Wells. We got a little Super Nintendo, which we're loving. It's super fun. But he had just said, man, I suck at this game. And I turned to him and I looked at him and I said, uh-uh, we don't say that. We say I currently struggle with. Yeah. And so now he's starting to say that. And you already see a shift in his mentality around playing the game and, it, and, and pursuing winning the game. Yeah. It's Totally reshaped. There's a great book out there. I I wish I knew the author. I probably should have prepped a little bit better. There's an author out there that wrote a book on growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Uh, And it's, it's fantastic. Um, Well, we'll, is this something we can add? Yeah, I think we could probably have a whole episode on it. Okay, cool. But you can do that. But yeah, having a mindset though, that everything can be shifted. Right. Versus it's not movable. And it just is what it is. And my life sucks. Do you think the word contentment is synonymous with mm. a fixed mindset or no? It can be, I guess. I think, yeah, I, I, I maybe a component. I, I might need some time to digest that question. Yeah. Um, I love when, uh, oh, what's his name? Hugh Jackman says in um, The Greatest Showman, contentment is the enemy of progress. Mm. Oh, that hit me right in the gut. I thought, yes, 
That is that is right. Yeah. Contentment is the enemy of progress. Side note here. There's there's this as you said that, you know, a lack of contentment. Don't you think too as as an entrepreneur, there's almost this solid state of discomfort. I've switched that word for me personally. I've switched that word to satisfaction. Contentment for me has a really negative connotation. Mm. So now I'm satisfied. I don't, I'm never content because I always want to progress and grow. That's just who I am. That's, that's who I've trained myself to become. But I am absolutely satisfied along the way with so many different experiences and things that we've accomplished and achieved along the way. And so I find satisfaction in those things. I do not find contentment because contentment means I'm stopping progress and I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, nothing's ever stagnant. Mm -mm. You're either ripening or you're rotting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, and okay, so so you said grit, right? Yep. You know, just a, a a a get it done type of no ducks in a row. Let's just attack. Right. Default Entre default aggressive. Entrepreneurs are doers, not dreamers. Yeah. Um, well, they're both, but they're yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. doers. Yes. They're definitely yeah, doers. Yeah. Um, growth mindset versus fixed, meaning things can be changed, things can be improved, myself and my environments. Yep. And I think the other thing is a good enough versus perfection type of yeah. experience yeah. approach. Now, what one do you lean toward? Uh, good enough. Okay. Because there's definitely a lot of entrepreneurs that lean toward perfection, and they they'll cert that's not me, but they'll certainly speak to why that can get in their way, for sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely... Um, if, if you live in a place where, well, I can't launch this until it's perfect. You will never launch it. I now, now let's take one step back and say, there are the entrepreneurs that are masters, right? The Jack Nicholas's of the world, the people that take their craft to the extreme level and you can claim them as entrepreneurs. Um, but again, they'll speak to why and how some of that can get in their way for sure. But I still don't think that even Jack Nicholson would say it was perfect. Yeah, no. In fact, he always talks about he, the reason he loves the game of golf is because no matter how good he got, he could always be better. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and it's not like he waited till his swing was perfect before he played. Correct. That's a great point. Yeah. Right. And so there, there has to be this state of, well, I mean, here we are recording our second episode and I didn't even have my freaking camera on. Yeah, right? and we're six, and we're five weeks past when we thought we were going to record <laughs> our next one. <laughs> right, you know, it, it's good enough. Yeah, and and we'll get. Will we ever get to perfect? Probably not. But good enough and contentment are two very different things. I want to make that yes, very clear. This is not the same discussion. No, no. Nope. This this has to do with um, Ta almost task oriented. Yeah, type it is stuff. almost task. It's a, like a level of execution before movement happens. Correct is really what it what it comes down to. Right. And, and and you see this a lot in creative environments, right? Whether that's building a website or whether that's making notes for your podcast or it's like, I got to have this website perfect before I launch it. I got to write this email perfect before I send it. I got to have this, my notes ideal perfect before I actually hit record. Because the truth is, is perfection is all based on opinion and perception. Mm -hmm. So you may wait until it's perfect and someone could read it and go, that's not perfect. Yeah. And now you're devastated. Now you've wasted all this time. It's BS. Take Slow action. Slow down. Yeah. Take action. Yeah. Totally. So those three things. I mean, now there are really unique characteristics about each entrepreneur that make them a little different in different ways. And I think that's uniquely you. And as Oprah says, you, you're going to be you better than anybody else. And so you should always pursue that. Yeah. Um, but I would say really take a deep dive look and make sure that those three things in your life are 
um, relevant and consistent enough to yeah. take that next step, that leap of faith. And hey, an asterisk here, meaning just kind of like a, oh, by the way, that's not an exhaustive list. No, it's not. Right? And this is this is based on yours and mine lens of what we know now. Very limited. And the way we would have responded five years ago and probably what we would put on that list in five years. Correct. Is going to look different, right? right? So this, I don't want you to think like, hey, ooh, I'm missing this or I don't have that or this resonates with me or this is just what we know today. Right. based on this moment right but the I, I think to wrap it all up in a really pretty bow right now is it can all be learned yeah and that's the gift right so many people i think believe it cannot be learned and and believe that they are in a box they are forever going to be sorry i hate to say it this way but someone else's bitch the rest of their life you're not you don't have to be let's let's Take that, take that at least a first step in identifying whether or not this is a good fit for you. You know, you said something there. If, if you're, if you've had that thought, meaning, God, this is the way it's going to be. You're that person. Yeah. Yeah. Because the person that doesn't have that thought, they're going to be right where they're at. Yeah. If you're stirring, they're something fine. Yeah. yeah. But if it's uncomfortable, if you're wondering, God, is there another way? Can I do this? Yes. You're that person. You can do this. Right. And you can go and change and, and grow and learn and expand and become what it is that you need to become to be that person. But if you've never had that thought, one, you're probably not listening to this podcast. And I'm just, I'm being crystal clear here. Every, every entrepreneur I've ever talked to that is out doing their thing, loving their life and building their, their life the way they want to, their only regret, every single one of them, is that they took too long to start. Mm. I wish I'd have started sooner. Mm-hmm. When's the best time to start? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. When's the next best time? Right now. Right now. Yeah. So, so go start. Yep. Let's make it happen. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Um, I hope all of this is valuable to you. Uh, we uh, will continue to share our thoughts and opinions around our lifestyle, our businesses, and everything else. But we just love doing whatever we can just to share our fun, thoughts right? and ideas around our, our own pursuit of success. <laughs> um, and just grateful that we get this opportunity to do it. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys. And sorry to be coughing in your ear. Hopefully next time around, I won't <laughs> do that. Hopefully I'll be getting better. So it's all good until next time. Appreciate your listening and all right. I don't know what to say. See we you out. <laughs>